0: so i thought i was moving here i was like okay well i'm gonna stick that like a sore thumb and that's exactly what i wanted i want to stick out to be my sound to be authentic and something's heard around here before that's Paige turner
1: i'm jamie green and this is another edition of trading fours Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Friday. I hope you're doing well. Hope you have some fun plans for the weekend. I actually do, and we'll get to that for a minute. But first, I want to talk about my buddy Paige Turner. This is her new single, which is Smokin', and she just put it out this week. And uh, it's just really great. Uh, I got to talk to Paige recently. Super cool person, one of my favorite people in the music business to talk to. Uh, I've known Paige for a couple years and You know, people always say that music is the universal language, and I know maybe a few people might roll their eyes about that, but uh, it's absolutely true. Paige and I have very different backgrounds. I'm probably about 25 years older than Paige. Uh, She was actually born and uh, raised in the Caribbean for a while before having to move out to western Kansas and then was here in Kansas City, but we connected instantly over music and... uh, it's been great, and, and it's, I, I can't tell you how many people I've made friends with solely because of a musical connection, and, and I feel really lucky about that. So uh, I wanted to have Paige on because she also lives in Seattle. She's been out there for about two years, and I wanted to see how she's doing. I knew she'd be working on stuff and being creative, and, and, and she is. Um, so uh, I wanted to, to, to put a focus on her because Paige is great, and I think you're going to really dig her music. I think you're really going to dig her personality. Um, she's just a ton of fun. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Paige Turner. Paige, how are you holding up? First of all. You know,
0: I am honest. I feel as though I needed this. <laughs> I needed a little bit of a break um, mentally and musically, I think. What's what's gonna happen is is gonna be some of my best music because I think I'm I'm allowing myself to do a lot of self care, so that's been the the best part about this whole thing. So,
1: so you've been in Seattle now how long? When did you move out there?
0: Out, uh, I believe the end of 2018. Yeah, I think it's the end of 2018. Um, so I've been here for about two years now, and it's uh oh, Seattle's great. I don't even know if I haven't like I could talk about Seattle all day. So.
1: Well, it's certainly a beautiful place. Um yes. and I think most Americans that have not been to Seattle, this is what they're gonna know about it. So you can help fill in the holes for us. So they're gonna know Yeah, about, definitely. They're gonna know that it rains a lot. They're gonna know if they're old like me, they're gonna know about Fraser reruns and that Fraser's was set into Seattle. They're gonna know all about <laughs> the nineties grunge stuff and all the great bands that came out of the nineties from Seattle. Yes. They might know that Hart was from Seattle. And if they're really old, they'll know that Bing Crosby was originally from Seattle. But uh, there's so much more to that city. I mean, I'm my best friend lives out there. So t- tell me what uh, first drew you to it and what do you like about it?
0: To be honest with you, like, uh, I'm a huge backpacker. So one of the things that drew me to Seattle was, it was, I want to say, around 2017. Yeah, the end of 2017, I was kind of trying to get my my legs going in the backpacking and I just happened to look for different areas that I would like to fly to and I honestly didn't even think about Washington because I have been to the east coast but I never have never been to the west coast so I was like let me check out the west coast and see um, what I like and I found this specific location that I really wanted to go to and even just researching Washington itself just for backpacking I was like oh my gosh I can totally live here like everything around here is so beautiful and I want to say it was a couple of weeks before I flew out to my backpacking trip that I knew I was going to move to Seattle, um, just based on from what I saw and from the culture and everything that I was reading about, I just knew it was somewhere that I, I wanted to be. Um, and I knew I didn't want to do the, the hustle and bustle of LA life. Cause that would have been like a lot to handle, um, at the time. So after that backpacking trip, I think I, uh, when I flew in and we were driving around seattle itself you're we headed towards um more of the western side of uh, washington so towards the end of the coast right. and i just remember tearing up because i was like this place is absolutely stunning um and that was one of the that was the moment i knew i wanted to move to seattle uh, but one of the biggest reasons was because of the nature but also the music um industry out here is booming um like you said it's very very nostalgic very nostalgic sounds uh The punk scene is very much still alive. I think, honestly, that's majority of my bills are usually with a lot of that grunge, punk rock kind of vibe, which I love. Still keeping that alive over here. So I thought I was moving here. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stick that like a sore thumb. And that's exactly what I want to do. I want to stick out to be my sound, to be authentic and something's heard around here before. So I chose this specifically because it was so grunge-filled. And um, yeah, honestly, Seattle, when it comes to people, I know a lot of people talk about it being a hard place to make friends, which it kind of is sometimes. Uh, That's just because everyone's on their own little hustle. And that's what I like about it. Um, The community out here, the music community, is so fruitful and so, so, so... Like, I can't even explain how involved everyone is in everyone else's lives. Like, Kansas City was great, but the the love you get from Seattle musicians here is just over and beyond. It's, it's incredible. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's interesting. You know, uh, I thought about you obviously today, thinking about this uh, interview and one thing is like, I think you have one of the most American stories out there, right? I mean, America is a land of immigrants. America is a land of people being creative. America is a land of striking out on your own and starting over again. So yeah. let's tell people a little bit about your your background because I think it's interesting. I mean, uh, t- tell folks where you were first where you were born.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was raised um, in Trinidad and Tobago, which is in the Caribbean. It's part of the West Indies, and also a little bit a part of South America. Uh, we're about seven miles off the coast of Venezuela, and I moved from there to uh, Northwest Kansas when I was thirteen, and went to school there. Went to college there and uh, grew grew in lo- more and more in love with music out there as well, too. And I studied in college music and everything, uh, studied, uh, majored in music and graduated with a finance degree. Um, but yeah, after that, after that first move, I moved out to Kansas City and it really just been moving um, along the way. And I've always kind of been that way. But yeah, I moved to KC mainly to do music and like you said it definitely is like the american dream i did come over here just for this i came over here for school and i came over here to succeed in music so yeah, yeah well, i feel as though i am. <laughs> jumped on that that bandwagon so well you know so much of
1: it too i think it's you know and everybody's different but there's some similarities but you know like my family I've, my family's been in america forever i mean we've been here for Way too long, (laughs) but it's, so I'm always, I'm, I'm fascinated when people, so I, I want to know, like how much of a culture shock was it to move from the Caribbean to Western Kansas? Was it just like worse than Footloose? You probably haven't even seen Footloose. You're too young, but I
0: have seen Footloose. I love Footloose actually. The, The culture definitely was, it, it was a lot easier because I was 13, but at the same time, it wasn't. Um, I remember having to relearn every system. I had to drop the metrics, the system I had to learn. I literally didn't go to school for a year cause I had to relearn all these things. Um, a little bit more, more about American history. And I remember going to school with an, with a Caribbean accent, uh, mm. and no one understood anything I said. <laughs> so from that point on, it was like, okay, well, what do I do? And, how do I go about it? Because even my, even though I spoke English, it was still a, a language barrier. Um, Islanders speak pretty quickly and I still speak pretty quickly with my American accent. Um, but I was, I think it only took me like a couple of days to adapt an American accent. So this technically is fake, but it's not at the same time because right. I've spoken it in so long. But if I were to speak to like my family members, you would hear it automatically. My Caribbean accent would change in seconds.
1: So when so. you go home, do you slip right back yeah. into it? Basically.
0: Yep. When I call my mom, slip right back into it. Sometimes I'll slip into it if I'm tired too. Right. So There's moments where you'll catch different, different parts where you can hear the accent a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I, I I can't, well, you know, like I said, I'm a white dude in my fifties now and I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to go to Western Kansas. Like I would stick out, you know, it just doesn't seem like it'd be a whole lot of fun.
0: It was not. It definitely was not. I felt I, I personally, like, I'm sure I dealt with a lot of racism. There's a lot of times I never realized it because I was just so blinded to it. Not necessarily blinded to it. I just, I don't want to say I didn't care. I just thought, well, if that's the lifestyle you want to choose, then that's fine. I did realize it a lot when it came towards my, um when it came to dating. Dating was crazy. Um, no one wanted to date the little black girl. Um, I didn't know it was because of that. Really? At
1: that's- all. But
0: uh, I found that in college. yeah, I found that in college when I was talking to this um, farmer kid, which I don't really have a type of person. I was talking to him, and he <laughs> bit flat out told me um, on the way back to my house, he was acting super weird. and this is when we were both we both decided we were going to have a relationship. And he flat out told me, "Hey, my parents don't want me dating an immigrant." So yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great. I just kind of brushed it off and I was like, okay, sucks to suck. That sucks for you.
1: Yeah. His loss. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, so. obviously I became aware of you a while ago because, uh, you were looking for a guitar player and I figured out I was yes. way, way too old to do that for you. But, uh, I really dig your voice. <laughs> I really dig your voice Paige. I really, you know, one of the things I really dig about your music is you sound like you, you have a real unique voice. It, it's thank it, you. It's you. And I don't know if that's just some of the tunings that you do on guitar with your voice. I don't know if that's just because of your influences of coming from somewhere else. I don't know exactly. So tell me a little bit about what do you think your voice is? Like what what makes page. it page music?
0: That's such a good question. Because um, I ask myself that regularly. Um, I do think it has a lot to do with my background. Um, but I also just realized the other day too, when I was writing, because I was asking myself the same question, like what makes my sound authentic or genuine? And I know a lot of people have different formulas that they go about with their songwriting and how they approach songwriting. And I don't know how many people approach it this way. I'm sure there's a lot of people that do. Um, But what I do when I sit down to write, I just allow the guitar to give me the melody and the guitar to give me um, lyrical content, which sounds really crazy. I allow the musical instrument to give me what I needed to do. Um, And I find myself having a very emotional tie to a lot of what I'm doing. So oftentimes what comes out is literally what is like me and the instrument bonding together. So I think a lot of the times it's, that's what's coming from my authentic or the unique sound. Um, but I also, I think I often contradict melodies when I sing too. So I, for some reason I hear contradicting melodies. Mm-hmm. Um that go I definitely think just even just having i've had, had had a lot of theater background as well too, so I think that could probably be an influence as well
1: yeah, it's interesting you say that because one of the things I've kind of noticed and it's not really a dissonant sound with your lead vocal, but it's certainly not a lot of times there's kind of a minor key to it. Yeah, it's
0: haunting. It's haunting.
1: There's something a little different to it that uh, uh, it's cool. I mean, it's really cool. When I had you do a Christmas song with me, you definitely made it your Christmas song, which is, you know. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, why redo it exactly the the way it was originally? Make it your own, right?
0: Yes. I totally agree. It was a minory sound. You're right.
1: (laughs) There is, but in a kind of a, a, a very cool way. Like I said, yeah, I, I, dig, uh, yeah, I dig your music. I, I mean, I'm not just saying that because you've been on the podcast and we're friends. I, I actually mean that. So, so.
0: Yeah, um, I, but, I know you wanted to play with me and you just couldn't. I was so, I was so sad.
1: Well, we can do it. I've been doing these things, you know, from distance now where people send me tracks and I put guitar on it and stuff. So if you want to do that, let me. Yes.
0: Know. Yes.
1: So uh, I've been doing that a lot with when well, you met, Laura, when you came in and did the vocals with Laura. Yeah, Laura's great. I've been doing that with her a bunch. So keeping us busy out of trouble. And I've got to hide from my children because they're driving me insane. So I have to do
0: that. So. Gosh, don't be all, I got to hide from my fur children. all the, time. <laughs> the only thing that's different is it doesn't talk. They don't talk. No. So,
1: no, I got to, well, can you imagine? So my, my older first. son's 18 and my younger son's 15. Could you imagine being stuck in the house with your parents for months on end and you can't leave? I mean, it, it was a, be a nightmare. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not where you want to be right. if you're a teenager. You do not want to be hanging out with your parents. Oh, gosh. No, it just doesn't want So It's a little tense at times. Yeah. I hide in my office a lot. I'm not too, uh, I, you know, I'll admit <laughs> to that. So. Uh, I don't blame you. No. So tell me, before all this had uh, hit the fan, as it were, tell me kind of what was 2020 going to look like for
0: you? What was your plans for the year? That's also a really good question. Um, this was the year which I still believe this is going to happen. Um, cause I don't think that Corona is going to stop me from what I'm, I'm trying to do. Um, my objective this year is to be, um, I want to say quote, an a established musician as in getting the verified badge. Um, I feel like that's kind of what establishes musicians nowadays. Um, is a ver- verified badge on Spotify, uh, not Spotify, sorry, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds super weird. Um, not necessarily do I want to be established because I'm like, I want to have that, bit, that check mark. It's more so I would like to build my demographics. So my goal this year was to push myself to the point where I was opening up for no, well-known bands, but not well-known that it was like, it would be like bigger arenas or anything. Um, this year, I technically was supposed to do um, some stuff with, um, we got considered to be, to open for Brittany Howard's solo tour. Okay. So that was really cool. Um, she ended up choosing one of our friends, just great. Brittany is, Brittany is, incredible. Um, I've never like personally talked to her or anything, but I thought, thought that was a, a really good decision too. So it was really, it was even just an honor to be considered, um, for it. So that would have happened. Um, if not, but it was, that was supposed to be happening. Like, March, so it wouldn't have happened anyway. But yeah, that's kind of the plan this year. The plan this year is to be an, an underdog, okay. Um, okay. not necessarily to be in the light the whole time. The main objective is to get my demographic up this year. So I think i can still do that because you know all these things. And uh, EP is on the way this year as well too.
1: So tell me about the EP.
0: The EP. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Um, originally, it was supposed to come out in April. Um, But obviously things are not as planned, but the EP is going to kind of just show what I'm about. People have heard my acoustic voice. They've heard, um, those those who have seen my live shows know what I'm about, but now I'm bringing that to the streaming realm now. No one's really heard my live sound, what I sound like when I'm on a stage, and of course, I don't feel as though a recording always captures that, um, for me, cause I can never portray the energy, um, unless I'm like live, but I feel like it's just enough. It's like a taste, the taste of what you can get when you come to a page turner show. And it shows my versatility with, um, my musicality when it comes to genres. Um, that's one thing I've, I've always loved about my music is it never, it has no bounds, it has no limits. So it's going to show a lot of growth, especially from where I used to be and what I sounded like before and who I've grown into be as a woman and especially a songwriter. So, yeah.
1: That's very cool. Who else is going to play on it with you? You got other people in mind?
0: Yes. So the EP is actually recorded. It's actually in the mixing process right now. Okay. So I had all my Seattle musicians on it. I had my friend, um, Kyle he just moved to Australia. um, Unfortunately, incredible drummer. Um, My guitarist, Jarrett Samples uh, is on guitar. And my bassist, Ben John is also on that. And we also incorporated some other artists. um, One being a Kansas City artist, his name's Trevor. Uh, He's a trombone player. Okay. And then a, another, another player from here. And that one's a secret. So I can't talk about it yet but I it's a percussion instrument
1: and it's Dave Grohl it. isn't it i just asked yes. you oh yeah
0: <laughs> yes that's who
1: it is <laughs> dave, dave's that's playing with everybody now so why not
0: freaking dave right dude i want <laughs> i want it that's exactly what i want uh, but yeah no um the next artist is a percussion artist that actually i just hired for the session and he just came in and like knocked it out within like 45 minutes it was incredible yeah. so Yeah, I'm super excited for this project because it really does showcase a lot of how much I've grown. And it also brings up a song that I already have out, but now it's going to be full band. And then a song that people have heard for so long, but haven't been able to actually get their hands on a recorded version of it. So,
1: yeah. Very cool. Well, if it's in the mastering phase, then it's probably not that long until it's going to be released. Do you have a release date? Yes,
0: I do not. Because at this point, I'm just kind of letting it go, letting it be organic. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. So uh, how I mean, Seattle was one of the first places in the country that kind of shut down. Right? Yep. So what's it like now? Is it starting to open up? Is it starting to get any kind of back to normal? What's what's the world like out there?
0: The world out here. I think people are fed up, to be honest. with you, Everyone's at the fed up level. So um, fast food places were still open. Uh, I actually work in a fast food place, not a fast food place. I work in a health smoothie place as well. And we shut down for a couple weeks and then open, reopened. But our fast food places are open. Um, retail's kind of starting to get towards that um, realm. I, think believe, I believe we're also still in the phase one. Phase two is coming really shortly. But a lot of people are at parks. A lot of people are out in the water. A lot of people are staying active. Um, not, now we're starting to like, stray away from the social distancing thing. People really don't care anymore. Um, but other than that, I feel as though Seattle did a pretty good job of um keeping things contained um as well I've talked to a lot of the nurses that have came into my job and we definitely jumped on it pretty early could have been better but we definitely got control of our situation pretty well I think
1: absolutely well it's when it when something new i mean people have to learn as they go too right
0: exactly yeah exactly
1: so what neighborhood did you, where are you in Seattle? I'm just curious. What part of town I am in?
0: South Seattle. So I am in um, the Columbia city area. Okay. Yeah. Super great area. It's great food, great musicians. This is where like, I believe this is where they say like some of the best musicians come. So oh, very
1: cool. So yeah. can, does the light rail go down that far or how do you get around? Yes, it
0: does. The okay. light rail is about a 15 minute walk away from me. Well, that's not bad at all.
1: I always was so yeah, jealous that the light rail goes to the actual airport there.
0: I know. Our, Kansas City never did that. <laughs> what a thought. Put it where the What airport. a freaking thought. <laughs> that's so true. The place that I do wish that it would go, though, is towards my job. But my jobs in my other job's in West Seattle, so it doesn't go that far. So.
1: Yeah, well, because traffic there's not fun. I mean, it's probably a little yeah. better now, but, right? Oh, I'm
0: loving corona traffic right now. It's correct. Yeah. No one's on the road as much, so that's been nice. But, yeah, traffic here is a little bit psychotic. People don't know how to drive here as well.
1: Yeah, you sound like my LA friends. I have LA friends like, well, it sucks and I hate my life pretty much, but boy, I got on the 405 and I made great times, the fastest <laughs> I've ever driven in my life. I'm...
0: Exactly. Literally so, that is it.
1: So, are you doing any live streaming at all, Paige? Are you doing any shows that way or are you holding off?
0: I'm holding off to be honest with you. Um not cuz I don't think it's a good idea cuz it's a brilliant idea. I Just feel like right now, that's pretty saturated. I feel like a lot of people are doing that right now. Um, And I just haven't, this is going to sound really bad. Sorry, everybody. I just haven't had musical motivation. Um, Not because like, I don't want to write. I just feel as though I was going about it so crazy. Like I was making sure I was doing all these things. I was staying off my Instagram. I was making sure that I was creating content and I just got burnt out. So, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to let everybody else do that. And I'm going to just work on perfecting my art. So, I'm trying to perfect my guitar right now. So, yeah. Yeah. No li-
1: <laughs> yeah, you need, I'll give you a lesson sometime. Yes. We need to actually do that, not just talk. I know. About
0: We've it. been talking about it. We're going to do it. I know it.
1: So, I'm going to sound like a complete old fart, but that's okay. In some ways, I'm really jealous of your generation and the fact, like, so when I learned how to play guitar, we just had to listen to it on a tape, a cassette tape. You remember those? You don't even know what those are probably. But
0: I do know what a cassette tape I'm 27, so I do I do know the old yeah. crap. I okay. love it.
1: So that would – you'd have to like – I literally wore, wore out Stu Ray Vaughan's, Couldn't Stand the Weather on cassette because I'd back it up so many times trying to figure out what he was doing. <laughs> and now everything's on YouTube, and you can slow it down, and it keeps the pitch and stuff. So that's like the good part about it. But I'm telling you, it was so nice – not being connected to the world constantly, right? So when I was 27, there was an internet, but it was only for work. You didn't have it on, you know, I had a flip phone probably social
0: media, yeah.
1: There was no social media. If I had a girlfriend that I was trying to get rid of or she was trying to dump me, it was a lot easier to do because so much just, easier. Just just pick, don't pick the phone up. That was it. You know, and now it's like everybody constantly post everything about their life everybody does and it's like it's almost that you have become it's supposed to be a tool for you and you've become the tool for it right
0: yep that's so accurate that's mm-hmm. a great way of explaining it
1: so i just like i'm just i get a little worried you know shit when 30 years ago in a band you just put up some flyers on you know on the telephone pole and people and came was, to your
0: freaking show and that was it
1: yeah. You got paid better too. So I just think it's, it's sad that everything has to be, you have to pimp it constantly. You That's, gotta, I
0: literally was talking to somebody about that today. It's so mm-hmm. exhausting. Like I feel as though music, I mean, of course, like music growing up in like, even in the nineties, was like this a little bit too. You can probably test for this more than me. Cause I was born in the nineties, oh, but, geez. um, <laughs> I was born 92. <laughs> yes. Um, uh. But I feel as though music has—it's <laughs> been—it's been straying away from the content of music. Like we've always focused on looks of people. Uh. Now it's more so, like more so, we're we're getting a lot of hobbyists and artists. Like I honestly, this is gonna—I always feel so bad about having opinion about music because it's very strong, and i i back it up 100. percent I don't care who I offend by it because I feel as though. What's on the radio now should not be on the radio. One, because not everybody should have a stage. You can, be a, you can enjoy music in play music. I'm not telling you not to play music, but not everyone deserves the stage. The stage is meant for very like people that not only have natural talent, but people that hone that craft very specifically. And I feel as though the artist world now has, has strayed on the electronic side. We're just going to sit and make beats on our computer. We're going to put out beats really easily on our computer. People who have not even played music for a full year are succeeding in music more than people who've been grinding from the moment they walked out of the womb. And that's yeah. frustrating to me. It's so oh. frustrating to me. It's, and as, especially as a black artist, I feel as though black artists have to make a fool of themselves in order to succeed. Like I look at artists like Cardi B, so talented. But she makes a fool out of herself in order to be where she is. Like, a lot of the times I feel as though artists now have to put more of their personal lives on social media in order for somebody to follow them. No one re- it really cares about the genuinity of the music anymore. Uh, I That's, had a co-worker today. Yeah. <laughs> 20, I like this. She, she turned 21 uh, this weekend. Um, okay. I had my playlist on Shuffle. And, again, I love... Anything that's nostalgic. My mother raised me well. I grew up on all the old names, Edda James, Nina Simone, Billie Holiday, you name it. I, I, I know what good music is. Mm. And Edda James pops on, and automatically within 30 seconds, she asks Alexa to change it because she does not like old music. And I was like, I need you to sit here and be open minded and listen to Edda James because she's the reason why you have music today. Amen. That's one of the biggest reasons why females can sing, is that woman. Good guy. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: that's so interesting, and I really haven't delved into this too much, but could a Janice Joplin make it today? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I don't she think could. So. I don't think, I'm trying to think, I don't think Joni Mitchell can make it today.
0: Stevie Nicks wouldn't make it.
1: It's just, it's sad, but I think you're it, you're on something, and I certainly, I'm speaking from a male perspective, so you certainly are much more plugged in than I am, but you're, you're right. It doesn't... It used to be just about the music, right? Nobody yeah. cared. Uh, nobody cared really what you looked like. I mean, Joan Jett oh. was a hard-ass rock and roller that kicked ass on stage and stuff. It wasn't because she was, you know, had to look like right. she was a model. And she sure, certainly, she certainly didn't have to have dance moves.
0: Exactly. It's it's just it's getting to the point where we're just like, oh, this this boy's cute. He sounds he sounds. We did we're disregarding. Something that's so organic and so beautiful, it's just, it, it bothers me because I'm like, oh gosh, if you only understand what you're doing, because music is to me, this is how I perceive music. To me, music is a gift that is so rare because it's the one thing that can change anybody. Like if anybody's walk in life, you have the power to in your palm, your hand, your feet, whatever powers you play music, you have the power to bring people and make bring people in and make them feel a specific type of way. And for you to get up on a stage and abuse said platform, like it hurts me. It hurts me for people to just like go up and go up and just throw music out without any care. You know what I mean? I Oh my God.
1: So you've probably have done what I've done where you scroll through Facebook right now. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that are broadcasting live shows that have no business broadcasting live shows.
0: Amen. Praise God. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, they're just, they're not they're not prepared. They do not, you can tell they have not had the time on stage and and put the craft together. Right. Some schmo with a either piano or guitar, there's their voice and they're just, and they're just throwing it up there. And it's very different. I I just, you know, I feel like before people were scared and you'd have to go play and open for somebody for a long time and have five people there. And that's how you built it up and got good at it. Right. As opposed to
0: Yeah. Now all you have to do is just look good on Instagram and that's where it gets you. I think the exact same thing as you. You do not belong on a stage unless you're practicing. I believe I'm a very talented musician. I do not belong on a stage if I have not practiced my craft. I don't care what anybody tells me. If I can't do a song, I will refuse to do it unless it's been practiced from top to bottom and I can sing it with my eyes shut. I can sing it in if I've freaking lost my memory, no, I don't belong on stage. If I don't have my crap together.
1: Could not agree because more.
0: everybody, thanks Best for, musician.
1: Okay. Come on. My, uh, thanks thanks for, for, coming for coming on my, on my, my side page. You're seeing the yes. light.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, so tell everybody what's the best way to follow you. So people, this, you know, obviously is on the internet, so anybody can listen to it from anywhere. So where's the best page to, to track you and see what you're up to?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So I've got three um, main platforms that I'm mostly active on. Um, Not very active on Facebook, but I'm very active on my Instagram. So that's going to be at Page Turner Music, and that's Page Turner with a Y. Uh, My My Spotify um, is another great way to 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 keep in touch with my music specifically. Um, And then I just actually started my own Patreon, so that's another great way that you can be involved in everything I do. And the Patreon gives you more access than my Instagram will. You'll get to be able to see, um, behind the scenes things, what I'm working on. Um, you'll get samples of what I'm doing, like music that I'm writing and even like little snippets of what I'm doing as well too. So that's a great way to keep in in touch. And I also have like a burner number that I'm using in case anybody needs to contact me. So
1: you have a burner,
0: got a burner. Yes. It's I like The remember. Wire. Eve,
1: did you ever watch The Wire back in the day where they always said burner phones? I
0: watched it, like half That's of one. it.
1: Oh, I love that show. I love David. I
0: would need to go back and watch it.
1: Well, you've got I time to. now, my friend. This is the time so, to get caught up on that shit.
0: This is the time. You're right.
1: <laughs> well, it's so nice to virtually see you. I miss you. <laughs> I miss getting it. You're always a joy to talk to. You're always so much fun. And you're certainly extremely talented always have loved your voice and uh yeah thank you so much that means a lot coming from you because
0: you know i'm always just raving over your guitar so well, you're very sweet so we we'll,
1: yeah if you want to do a track let me
0: know man i'll
1: put some yes. guitar down for you
0: i am definitely doing some collaborations for my album so i'm going to start doing that here shortly so i'll definitely be hitting you up for that
1: i would love to would love to yes. it would be a great time and, and when this is all over i actually was going to probably be in seattle this summer and i was actually going to see if you wanted to get lunch or something but Heck yes. When we get outside and we can do it,
0: I'll, I'll take you out to lunch. Yes, and, and I would love to go lunch. Maybe, maybe we can plan a show and you can come play. I could do that. That'd be fun. Yes. I've never played in
1: Seattle, so that'd be, that would be a blast. And then uh, yes. lastly, I uh, would like you to meet Jacqueline sometime because she's a fabulous yes. jazz artist.
0: Oh. She's so I just love good. how many times you club me with jazz musicians because that's like my realm. That's where I live. So
1: So you're going to be a little jealous today. I uh, do you know Jackie Myers at all here in town? Really good piano player, and she also. I believe so. Yeah, I've heard
0: of her.
1: So Jackie just was one of my guests on the podcast, and Uh. she's been doing these shows out on her back patio because she's you know so you can do it outside because then you have to worry about the air. And she said, "Yeah, she goes. I got a vacant lot next door. If you and Kelly want to just come over and hang out, so we went over there today, and it was so she was playing uh, piano." And then Paula Saunders, who's phenomenal jazz singer. Um, I don't know if you know Paula at all, but she's great. I don't. Oh, I'll have to, you have to look up Paula. You'll like Paula. She's really okay. good. Okay. Uh, she was singing, and then Rod Fleman, who's so freaking good on jazz guitar. He's play In fact, today he just he just dropped this bomb. They got done playing an Edda Fitzgerald song, and he was like, "Yeah, I played with Edda once in nineteen seventy something." I was like, "What?" <laughs> And he's so good. He doesn't even have like a I real B any kind of chart from it all. He just does it all from memory, all of it. Oh
0: my gosh! So it was oh. just—it
1: was so much fun just to be That's- outside and hearing music. <laughs> yeah, hearing music and not having to worry about the world. So uh, she puts those up on YouTube. So check them out sometime. That's
0: a talent. Yes. So, well, you yes, I it. would love to check it out definitely you, you take, take
1: very care. good care of yourself and so great to talk to you, you take care
0: <laughs> see you too all right All right, bye, bye Paige. i'm coming back to this heart of mine where time has no end and i know of the sweetest love that has brought me life there is no
1: limit page turner everybody love Paige, isn't she fun man god what a fun person uh i have a couple apologies first of all i'm i'm an idiot i don't know why i kept calling ella fitzgerald edith fitzgerald but you know um i'm a dope i'll admit it i'm a dope i got it wrong okay and second uh i'm sorry about some of the gremlins you heard it's just the world of zoom right now we we try to do our best and Make these interviews as, uh, you know, professional as possible. But right now, with, with everybody on the Internet and pages, you know, 2,000 miles away in Seattle, it can't be perfect. But I, I, I tried not to cut much out because, uh, you know, anytime I try to make a little cut because it didn't sound great because the Zoom was breaking up a little bit, then she'd say something really cool, and I wanted to put that in there. And, uh, you know, she's great. So uh, that's it for today's Trading Fours. Join me next time. I've actually got another great uh, former Kansas Cityan. Tyson Leslie is going to be on. A lot of you know who Tyson is. And he is in Nashville these days and does great things. One of the things is he plays keyboards for Vixen right now. Um, And he's doing all these live shows on the internet. And he's rocking it, man. It looks like Mission Control at NASA. And he pulls it off. He does a great job. And super cool dude. And we're going to talk to him next. So until next time, go out and support live music. And if you're going to do that, uh, real quick plug for my band. So tomorrow night, which will be May 30th. Thunder Jacket, the mighty Thunder Jacket, will be playing at uh, Governor Stumpy's. We're going to be doing it out on their parking lot. Being socially distant, safe. It's free. You can come out, sit in your car. They can bring food and drink out to you now. The city uh, changed an ordinance, so that's uh, allowed. Um, so you can feel safe. You can listen to us rock out for two hours. You can forget about the world, hopefully, that entire time. Help out Stumpy, stay in business. It's just a win win for everybody. So come out, say hello. Would love to have you out, and uh, that's it. So until next time, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.
0: Your melodies, that's why I'll be I may not have what it takes to be on the front line. My past is labeled me. Still, you use my brokenness. Write your melodies, that's why I'll be